everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host, as always, Daniel Gotera. Thanks for stopping by. Episode 99, one closer to 100. I've been building up the 100th episode of this podcast. I better have somebody good join me. I'm not sure who that's going to be, but uh, I better have somebody good. Look, we're inching closer not only to that, but to baseball season. It starts this week. Thank goodness the boys of summer are back. A little delayed, but that's okay. At least we get them back. And that is a glorious feeling. Before we get into our Astros and baseball season preview, really, with our KHOU baseball analyst, Jeremy Booth, uh, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and check out my last episode this week. It uh, posted on Monday. Kind of a life story, a life review of where I'm at right now uh, with my situation at home with the kids and booster shots and all sorts of mess and nonsense that I've been going through, sinus infections, and also my take on how people can't quit the 2017 Astros. That's all on episode 98, so go listen to that if you haven't done so already. Cool. I hope you uh, I hope you do that. So, hey, this episode, I already teased it. It's a preview of the Astros season and of the Major League Baseball season with Jeremy Booth. And you know what? Why have me talk anymore? Let's get right into our discussion, shall we? Jeremy and I talk about everything baseball and how, yeah, you know, this could be an interesting year for this Astros team. I mean, yeah, they're still good on paper, but they need some things to go right. A lot of people say, well, they can always make decisions at the trade deadline. They don't really have anything to trade. So we get into all of that. We get into the details of injuries and who should be where, how there's little margin for error this year as opposed to last year. Uh, Yeah, good stuff here with Jeremy as always. Let's talk baseball, shall we? Oh my do we do that? Is that is that a thing that we have done from time to time? Do we speak about we, we do baseball? Okay. Yes, we do. We we talk baseball and you were in studio for the first time this past week, which was great. It was nice to see you in person. You've been, first hitting, the time, gym. You've been hitting the gym over the last two years, like Hercules first, standing next to me. First <laughs> first time in studio with you guys in a couple of years since uh since the pandemic began. I gotta tell you, I missed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I think we need to take that act on the road, dude. I'm just telling you, we got to get out there. <laughs> I think so. I think uh, you know what? I think we're going to be uh, we're going to be in, on the road. Uh, what? April 18th, right? Astros home opener. Yeah, can't wait for that too. Um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. You're playing the Angels, so um, no, I'm I'm excited for that. You know, good to see good to see you get out there in the field, and um, we have a good time. So we, we have a good time. We do have a good time. It's always uh, it's always great to have you, buddy. And uh, so now let's talk uh, Astros baseball. Uh, opening night is tomorrow. A little delayed. That's okay. Uh, gave us a little bit more time to digest what we're about to see. Uh, so what are we about to see from these 22 Houston Astros? Let's start there with your overall preview. First. You know, it's um... – it's a chance. The club's got a chance to be pretty good. I mean, it's still got it's still got it in a window. You know, I mean, obviously Carlos Correa is no longer here. Um, there's you know been some pitching that still is suspicious. You know, Verlander's back. Um, you know, McCullers is out till at this point June or July, right? I mean, so you've got you're going to have some things that aren't uh, clicking on full all cylinders yet, right? But all things considered, they're in a pretty good spot. I, I think it's a it's a it's a very competitive group. I think it's much closer to the pack. 
and it has been in the past. Um, but you know, look, the city of Houston is expecting a winner, and these guys know how to win. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. It's pretty crazy to see uh, the city transform from a uh, from a group of fans that were like, ah, uh, whatever. Uh, they're going to be good, I guess, someday. To no, we have to win the World Series now every single year. <laughs> I feel like that's where we're at, which is cool, right? Because it that this has become a baseball town. A football team doesn't know what they're doing, and the basketball team has years to go. So, uh, yeah, this is a baseball town right now. You know, it's funny you say that because the Rockets, I used to be a season ticket holder, as you know, right? And the Rockets called me the other day to try to bring me back for season tickets. I had pretty good seats, man, you know, half court. I think it was like row 14, seat seven and eight. Like it was like perfect. You know, I grew up a huge NBA fan um, out with the other abysmal team in the Western Conference, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, wow, they're bad. Um, oh, they are awful. They are you know, and it, it, See, they and, had expectations to win, and then they flavored it's terrible. So, but you know, I stopped being a Laker fan a long time ago. Um, you know, just I, I and, and look, everybody in LA is going to go. I'm sorry, what? You know, but I, I lived in Houston. I was a Rockets ticket holder. Yeah. Uh, no chance is my point. Zero chance. I thought about it. The guy they had called me is good dude. He's he awesome. He was great. He's really, really, he's going to be good at ticket sales. But uh, no shot. That said, working back to the Astros, um, it is interesting. You know, you've I've been here almost 15 years now. Uh, obviously, you've been here much longer than that. It is a, you know, it's a town that was very comfortable being competitive and now says, you know what, where's our ring? Like we got one in 2017 and that feels a little bit old now. Where's our next one, right? Yeah. Um, and and well, there's they've had several opportunities. They've had several chances. Had a, they've had a couple. Um, three World Series in five years is tough to do if, for anybody. Little, you know, winning them is even harder. But, um, you know, the, the, hope, the hope here in Houston and the expectation now is to, is to win and to be a very competitive club, not just get to the postseason, not just win 80, you know, be 500, but to win. So after last season ended, um, where did you think the club was going to be as compared to where they are now with the personnel that they have um, heading into this season? You know, Daniel, first of all, that's a, that's a phenomenal question, which thank you for delivering that. Um, I, you know, I didn't expect them to re-sign Correa in whole. I thought a marriage made sense for them for what they both do. But, you know, as we saw, Carlos Correa wasn't exactly, um, I don't know, I guess reasonable is the word, I guess we would say, you know, what he was looking for. Yeah, and, no, yeah. it wasn't reasonable. He just wanted to get paid. I don't really blame a guy for wanting to get paid. He, but um, Me either. I mean, he has every right to go do it. But as far as a reunion with the Houston Astros, cementing a legacy, um, and, and continue to keep a window open to win some championships here, which some some people value that, right? Some yeah. people value being I do. Yeah, I would value that. I would value that as a I, know, I never played at that level, but I, I I would take the ability to play on a team that would be relevant every single year, still getting paid yeah. pretty well, but be yeah. relevant and be in the national conversation all the time. Some guys hundred percent. Yeah, some guys just don't want that. He just you know he didn't seem to value that more than he valued you know being the highest paid. AAV infielder by 100 grand. Like, you know, I mean, if, if that's what it meant, that's what it means to you, then I don't want to say championships don't mean anything to you, but they're right. secondary, right? And right. the city of Houston should, in, in two parts, number one, three parts, wish him well because he did For deliver sure. a lot here. Okay, that's one. I like two, Carlos, by the way. I mean, as a person, he's a great dude. I mean, a little, a little anecdote. Sorry, I cut you off. A little anecdote. After his son was born, I sent, we, we exchanged a couple of messages, and it was great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's time to be a father. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, he, we exchanged messages. He was doing well. I mean, I like him. He's a great guy. I just, I just thought it was, I thought the Astros did the right thing. Let's put it that way. I know you're going to continue with that. Well, I I agree. I do. I think they did the right thing with it. I think they decided they had to put the, the whole of their organization, you know, ahead of one player. Um, you know, with these guys, we talked about this several years ago, we talked about their window versus their minor league system. We said, I said, pay everybody. Pay them all because you want to keep winning. You don't have anything in the system like pay them all. And they did to to what they decide is the best of their ability. I think if you're an Astros fan, you have to openly question in the fourth largest city in the country and, you know, a top 10 media market, six, seven, whatever we are, how that translates to dollars on the field. You have to you have to ask that question if you're a fan. Like, how are you broke? You're not broke because we're coming to the ballpark every day. And we know we have people here. So how is that happening back, where yeah. this money stops, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's a legitimate question for Jim Crane and, and company to have to answer. And then the third part of it is, frankly, it's Jim Crane's team. And so we can say whatever we want to say, right? And James Click can only go as far as Jim Crane allows him to. And, and, and Crane is going to listen to what Click has to say and Luno before him. And that's the relationship. So yeah. uh, at the end of the day, the Astros decided for their club it wasn't the right move. Correa decided for him what really was important. It doesn't mean he doesn't want to win. It just means that's what's important. Um, you know, and, and we move on. And so the Jeremy Pena, you know, and I don't know if we can say this yet, but we'll say it, era begins, right, for here here in Houston. Yeah, that was my fearless and, prediction that you laughed at the other day. I thought he's going to be a top three rookie of the year candidate. How about that? I thought it was fearless. That's what I thought. I thought it was just – I, I, I lived up to the name of the, of the segment, yeah. right? It's like predicting a Northwestern Wildcat College World Series, you know, championship. It was very fearless. No, that's not fearless. That's dumb. <laughs> that's not fearless. That is just dumb. That's, so I can guarantee you one thing: there are not many guarantees in life. I will never see that in my lifetime. Zero, zero, zero chance. percent chance right. that that's going to happen. Uh, but no, I mean, working it back to to the club. I, I think yeah. they, I think there's some. They've done a, a really good job in the past, and they deserve the benefit of the doubt of fortifying their pitching staff when they need to. I think their position players have more than enough to carry the loss of Carlos Correa. And good, I'm not saying that it's e- that easy to replace 270 and 25, but guys, you don't know every year if you're getting 270 and 25 with them. What you do know you're getting, regardless when he's on the field, is excellent defense. And you can get defense like that, in theory, from Jeremy Pena, right? So yes. does that make sense to, to let him play and let Carlos Correa go? Yeah, probably for that type of money. Um, I think a, a, a reunion would have made sense in the seven to two sixty or two seventy range, and uh, the King Crow wasn't going to happen. So you got to focus on what's here. You got to focus on Verlander being back. I, I think the, there's a concern in the pitching staff. We've talked about that. We've talked about McCullers injury and what his ultimate role should be, um, which should transition to the bullpen. Should have done that a couple of years ago. We wouldn't have this in, these injuries uh, piling up. You've got Verlander who's coming back. You've got. Uh, who's com- who's coming off Tommy John, probably no more than six innings a night. So you start adding this stuff up here. And if everybody makes their starts and if everybody, nobody misses any time, 820 innings out of this rotation. There's almost 1,500 innings in the year. Does that put 60 to 70 innings per guy in your bullpen? You know that's not going to happen, right? So you got to no, find – because you know the, back, the guys in the back end of the rotation are Keedy and uh, – What is he? What is that? Uh, yeah, Rizzi and – uh, Garcia. I mean, that's like about five innings a game. I mean, they're not going right. to really so, give you more than five, five, five and a third, five two thirds. So let's give them five. That's about yeah. right. So that's going to tax the bullpen. So that means Verlander and Valdez got to do the heavy lifting at one and two, right? So you've got fifteen. You've got twenty-seven innings out of every forty-five that you're going to play. 
that are accounted for by the starting rotation. What's well, less than half? That's less than half the innings out of the starting rotation, right? Or, or is it? No, it's just over half, right? It's just over yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over so, half. Yep. Yeah. So if you have just over half and you've got another twenty-eight innings to get, how are you going to, um, uh, or eighteen innings to get? How are you going to piece that together? Right, four, four, four is twelve, and then three and three. So you've got eighteen innings to get. Is Presley going to throw the throw every day? No, he's not. Is Valdez going to uh, be or um, uh, Javier going to be able to eat some innings up in the back? Hopefully, you know he's still making that. It's a long, long guy. So maybe yep. he gets two one night, three a couple days later. You don't know, right? But if you start rolling these guys out there, bullpen management is key. Starting pitching depth is key, which isn't a much there. McCullers coming back and being in the bullpen and maybe doing two innings every third day is probably the way to go, right, for his innings load, right? Maybe that's something he can do, and that'll help. So it's all going to come down to their arms and, and what they're able to do beyond that. What we do know, I think we're comfortable saying this, is Jordan Alvarez going to hit. Yeah, and he, if he, he stays healthy, yeah, he can hit. Yeah. He, he's going to hit. And, and Bregman, if he's healthy, he's going to hit. And Altuve, we if think. he's healthy, he's going to hit. Right. So yeah. uh, we're back to that health question. So, you know, the medical staff's going to have their tasks cut out for them this year. Um, and the pitching rotation is going to start rotation is going to really have to find a way to stretch out into some games. So to my original question, uh, are they better, worse, about the same where you thought the lineup or the, the roster was going to be after last year as you had as we head into this, uh, this 2022 season after last year's World Series? I don't think they're as good as they were last year. And I think the, the you know, I, I think they're a 91 team, 91, 90 wins. That's what I think is what I said. Um, I think you said 90. Yeah, I was at 91. I went 90. Yeah, I said 90. I, I don't, I don't think they're, I think that's in the range. I mean, they're splitting hairs there. I think they're a playoff team. Um, they need some help to win the world series and everything's got to go right to get to 90. That's the thing about this club. There's no, there isn't a whole lot of, we have, you know, guys to come in and fill in. There's nothing to pull down to the system, right? Yeah. There's nothing to do anything to, to help them get better. So I think the reinforcements are now in the big leagues. I think a lot's going to depend on Kyle Tucker. I don't think it's as good of a club. I think Seattle's made some strides and the Angels have made some strides. I still think they're the favorites. They're division favorites, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we also don't know what's going to happen in Texas either. Texas has gotten a lot better. Now, sure. are they good enough to, to, to dethrone the Astros? Not for me, um, but they're they're a lot better. So it's a much more competitive division where people are going to beat up on you in any given night um, as opposed to the past. I think it's a 91 club. I'm anxious to see what Verlander has. I think he's going to be, you know, we had that question the other day. Over, I think the over-under was, what, 12 and a half wins? I think it's, I think it's easy over. For, yeah, I'm with yeah, you on I that. Mean, yeah. Because I think he's motivated. I think he's ready. He's one of those guys that you you even said the other day he wants to pitch till he's what 45. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. he's he's ready to go. I I think. I mean, it's so huge. I mean, they'd be in really bad shape if he was not here. I mean, because he is their anchor now. I think. I don't. I, I think you. I think you're dead on with JV Daniel. I, I you know I I I think you've done. You personally have had a pretty some pretty good insight into what his workload is going to be like. So listening to you talk about it and pretty educated on what he is. If he doesn't do that, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, he's going to have to go out and do it. So, yeah, I'm with you. My que- my question to you would be, you know, and, and I don't do this much. So usually you throw oh, I like this. This, this is great. Me. This no, is going right. to be good. This is going to I've been saving this one up for the time I can fire one of you. <laughs> what um, what do you do if Verlander isn't what you think? What do you got? Oh, man, that. Hope and pray that Forrest Whitley's ready. No, I'm just kidding. That's a, that's a joke. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, well, I, you know, I did agree with Jason the other day that Framber is, is going to be huge. 
right? And I don't, I mean, he's, well, as, as much as JV is, is your ace and your anchor and he's got to, he's got to be the consistent guy every night, every five, every four or five days to go out there and give it to you. I mean, Framber's got to be that, that number two. I mean, because you have no idea what McCullers is going to have was is going to have when he comes back. I agree with you, by the way. I think he should be in the bullpen. I think it's an ego thing that he won't go to the bullpen. Uh, he wants to be a starter, but it, it's I don't know. A, probably a part of him is like, ah, oh, it's great to have JV back, but I was the guy. I was the guy with JV gone. Um, I I I think they're in really big trouble if JV does go down for an extended period of time. Because I, I'll tell you this: my concern with this team. They were so good offensively last year because every, especially in the playoffs, you saw it. Every single game that they were involved in it was a grind for the opposing team, pitching staff wise. I mean, they just those those at bats. They had great at bats in the postseason. That's why they were able to get pretty far. I think at some point the dam is going to break with some of these guys. These guys are getting up in age. That's not a knock on them. Hey, Mother Nature, um, Father Time is undefeated, right? That's what they say. So at some point, the dam's going to break on these guys offensively. I don't know if it's going to be this year because they do have some young talent, like you said, with Jordan. Hopefully, Bregman comes back. But some of these other bat, some of these other guys like Brantley, Guriel, what, what do they have behind them? They don't have anything behind them so much. I think that's where my concern is uh, because if the pitching staff can't hold on and, and the offense falters just a little bit, they're in trouble, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's no depth. That's what we're talking about, right? I mean, your yeah. depth on the bench is 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 extra guys in the big leagues, and there's there's no depth when it comes to um, to what's in the system to help. There just there just isn't. I mean, you look at the catching situation. You've got Castro and Maldonado who are both helping each other, carrying each other. Maldonado's your defensive guy, and so he's your gun play most of the time. And Castro's your left-handed bat that gives him a chance to to win some games later later on. Um, you've got. Uh, you know, you've got some guys in the minor leagues. You got Corey Lee. You think it's going to be okay? He's not ready yet. I mean, they, they think it's going to be okay. You've got a, um, a Michael Papierski, who seems to be a little bit of a, a, a misfit, right? And you've got a Scott Manea. That's that's your catching uh, trio in Sugarland. Yeah. Is there a big league regular in there? Nah, I mean, not, you know, I don't know. Not I mean, for a team that's wanting to win an. Uh, a pennant. <laughs> right. I mean, they might be to build up eventually, but not for a team that wants to win a pennant. Sure, not for now. And, and so if you've got, you know, your infield depth, that guy's in the big leagues, right? Your outfield depth, those guys are in the big leagues. So it's it's a little bit of a reboot. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, I've talked to Chris Gross a couple of times and uh, a lot of respect for Chris. And, you know, I'm just, I haven't been a fan of the drafts. Now, in, in his defense, he just lost first and second rounders for the last couple of years, right? And um, so he wasn't able to do a whole lot based on the cheating scandal. Uh, you know, and, and when you're picking three and that's the first chance you got, you have to kind of work with that and see what you get. When it comes, you know, but before that, though, Mike Elias' predecessor, you know, and so, you know, you look what, what Mike's doing in Baltimore, you know, with how, how with that juggernaut the Orioles are four years later. Boy, they're going to they're they're gonna be real good. Uh, they're tough. 2045. Right. So, I mean, you just, you just kind of, you know, you kind of, it, it's not, it's not an ideal situation, um, you know, for the Astros going forward. So I'll go back to what I was saying before. If you want to win, pay everybody, right? Yeah. Keep yeah. these guys here and, and, and go, go sign free agents. And um, you have the money, the town, the city expects it. And then you just got to rebuild your scouting and development in a way that's actually going to get players in the system. Um I would say that the guys that are here have had every opportunity to do that, and and I'm not 
get better. Otherwise, the results are what they are. Like, there's no, we don't need to sit there with a the tennis racket. And you know me, man. I'll get on these guys and I'll just whack that horse until I'll just do it because I don't, you know, it's it's in my blood and I don't think people have taken it real seriously. I don't think they value it. You know, not the, not the city, but the people in that organization. I don't think they value what the kind of job Bobby Heck and those other guys did to get. Yeah. Jason Castro was his first pick. Bro, it's 2022. That was 08. Like, that's pretty good, pretty good draft, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that was the foundation, man. They they, they laid the foundation. They did. And so, you know, now it's not – no one's run with it. And, um, you know, it's it's hard. When you want to keep windows open, that's how you do it. So, bottom line, look, they're going to be good enough to do some damage. But all things got to hit. And my concern is when things don't click. Uh, wait, I just said hit and click in the same sentence. Let me back that up. My concern is when things don't go 100% to plan. How's that? Yeah. They don't go 100% well, I, to plan. Yeah, and I think I think the biggest problem where other teams have a little bit more cushion, other contenders, is they have, they have more depth. They have right. more to offer to go get some help at the trade deadline. I know there are a lot of fans that are like, okay, well, we'll see what the first couple of months bring, and then James is going to go out there. He's going to get guys, and we're going to just go ahead, and they're going to make the right moves. But they don't have anything to give away to bring back the talent that could probably help them win another pennant. I think that's my that's that's where I'm at. I think you're in the same boat. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I don't quite like there aren't um, those prize prospects, right? These other teams, like we talk, like the Blue Jays and the Rays are always have a good system. Even Seattle, who's supposed to be contending, the White Sox. Are they, there are still some prospects within those organizations that are enticing to teams to give away major league talent to help that club that wants to trade for that major league talent, right? I mean, the Astros don't really have those enticing prospects right now. Yeah, I, I'm not um... – like I said, there's, there's a whole lot of depth that's been a, it's five, seven years in the making. And it, it's one of those things that um, there, there's no real quick fix for, right? Because there's nothing to trade for. Now, if you yeah. want to do off the major league roster and, and rebuild, that's the other direction. Then you can go ahead and get players in the system to, to restart it. But right now, they're still trying to win. And so right. um, when, they take, when they take the winning approach with no draft picks in the system to help, it's not going to work. What position player concerns you the most on this team? Well, I mean, you know, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to look at the center field situation and, and the shortstop situation, and I'm not going to pick one. I'm going to say all three. And the reason why is because none of those guys are proven commodities yet, right? Yeah. So for me, the overall health of the club, but if I'm picking a player, you got a, a rookie at shortstop and you've got two, I don't know if we call McCormick still a rookie, but you've got, you know, Siri who still has to qualify as a rookie, right? So you've yeah, got guys in key positions in the middle of the diamond who aren't, you know, aren't, aren't proven performers at the big league level, and those are pretty – uh, for every club, those are valuable positions and very, very important. So I, I don't, I don't know that uh, the skill. I don't know at the time, you know, is there. There's a lot to prove there. So those positions in general concern yeah. me. And if you add in the health of the catching position, if anything goes wrong with those guys, you're looking at another rookie from the, from AAA, and so now you've got rookies at three spots in the middle, right up the middle. Yeah. So that that's, it's a concern. I think the middle of the diamond has to be a concern to start out. Those guys will prove themselves. That's fine. But right now, it's it's an issue. Okay, so let me rephrase that. Um, so then, no, that's those are legit concerns. So I guess rephrasing um, proven players that have been in the big leagues for a while, right? You know, Yuli, Brantley, Bregman, even, you know, Alvarez, you, you think he's going to have a huge year. He stays healthy, like we've talked about. Is there one position outside of the, you know, shortstop and center field that concerns you the most with this club heading into the season? 
So I'm going to go back and I'm going to say Bregman because I'm going to say the third base position with his health. But I also think if he's ready, that's the least concerning position you got. Right. So I'm going to say Alex Bregman, just his health to see how he's recovered. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you with Bregman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, I have nothing but confidence and faith in how he prepares, though, uh, based on what I've gotten to know about him and what I've seen over, over time. So uh, but he's the concern. If, if he's not if he's not healthy and back to normal, then where's the problem? Yeah. Well, with, with a lot, because he's because without Correa, we talked about this on Sports Extra the other day. Without Correa, he he's the guy that can bring the swagger. Altuve's not going to do that. I mean, he's he's a great player, MVP candidate potentially, but he's not going to do that. Uh, but Bregman can, and we saw was it nineteen, right? Yeah, nineteen. He had a monster year. Playoffs, he was right. rolling. But ever since then, after the cheating scandal, they put him out there in that press conference. He's just, I mean, he's lost all his confidence. I think. So I think he just has to he just has to get it back on the diamond. I think it's just all about him playing well. Maybe if he has a good first month, he can kind of get rolling a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I would agree with you. I I, I think um, I think, but that's again, it's one of those you pick a spot, and and these guys have to mentally be ready. They have to be aggressive. They have to perform, and they have to compete night in, night out. Or you, you have a very you know very easy potential for them to lose 10, 15 wins off their projected potential, and it's not the season you thought, right? Um, not just for now, but for the future. We talked about them having any depth. So what happens if something goes wrong, or the Astros decide to reverse course and they move some people, which I don't see happening. Let's say they do. What do you got left to help? You know, you have to go actually go get other players. There's, you know, you're starting over. So um, I agree. You know, I, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of questions to be answered. But if they're answered, I still think it's got a chance to be a pretty good season. Is this the last year of the uh, of the window? I'm gonna give him one more. Yeah, I brought some good questions today. You did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him one more for me. I'm gonna say also, one two. more after this. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say that because the contracts for Bregman and Altuve, I believe, are out in 24. And so I'm going to give them 23 to uh, try to stay as competitive as possible. And that's Verlander's second opt year yeah. um, to stay in. McCullers is here, I believe, through 25. So they've got enough of a core that's still around, even if they re-sign some of these guys to one-year deals. And, of course, Alvarez and Tucker, they're going to have one more year besides this year of being good. And they'll make a decision, I think, on 20, what they, the route is on 23 with what happens in 22. But um, if it's not something that continues to go forward, then 24 is not going to work. Well, we do have a question from a huge baseball fan, by the way, and uh, I think I take credit for it, by the way. I've taught her everything she knows about baseball, my lovely wife, um, asking a question, which I think is kind of valid because uh, I think these guys can have potential, but I think I know what the answer is going to be. Most RBIs out of the middle of the order, Yuli, Jordan, or Alex Bregman? I'm going to say Alvarez. I'm going to say Alvarez. He's just, just a run-producing machine. Um we don't know how the, the not having Correa in his, in the lineup is going to affect everybody else. But again, he was a six hitter here, here, right? Here so he was, that's right. Um, here he was. So I, I, I think that, uh, three or a four, a, right? right? So I mean, the protection is 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 an issue, and so we're going to have to see where that goes and and how that works. Um, but I think Alvarez is your guy. I think he's your he's your bat. He's your run producer. He's your protector. He's all those things in one. So I'm going to go with Jordan Alvarez. Okay, uh, as we uh, wrap up here, uh, let's go a little bit more big picture with, uh, with the big leagues. Um, in the American League, obviously, a lot of people know where my allegiance is. You want to say hi, Ryan? He's back. Okay, there you go. Uh, obviously, you know where my allegiances lie. 
fan-wise uh, with the White Sox, but in the American League, how do you think it shakes out? American League? American League. I'm going to pick the Astros in the West because I still think they're the best club. I'm going to pick the White Sox in the Central. How many playoff spots do we have? 30? We have 30 this year? So I'm going <laughs> to. I believe so. It's like becoming the NBA. What are the NBA's got like 10 playoff spots and like we said, the Lakers couldn't even make it? That's ridiculous. I, yeah, I like I'm, the old format. I'm going to have, I'm going to say the, the Astros. I'm going to say the White Sox. I'm going to say. I'm going to turn – I'm going to say the Rays. I'm still picking the Rays in the East. I like um, that East race, by the way. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, East. I think Baltimore is your first wild card. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, pick, my God. What, when the are they eliminated? Sox. Like early June? Are they done in early yeah, June? I, it's over. Now? I mean, it's over now. <laughs> I, I, just, yeah. yeah. I picked the oh. – um, I'm going to pick, pick the Red Sox as a wild card, and I'll pick the Mariners as another wild card. That's okay. that's not even enough. Isn't there one more? Isn't there one more team in there somewhere? I think it is. Uh, I think it's six. Yeah, I think it's six. Something like that. I I don't I don't know. I don't like it. Six or seven? Is it seven? Did they make this? I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop at five because I, yeah, I can't five even after that. Yeah, five. After that. yeah, yeah. Right. I, I like the Blue Jays. I mean, I think the Blue Jays can have a little something. That, Forgot uh, about Toronto. Yeah, Toronto could have a little something. Um, with all these teams, and you joked about it the other day. I know. Everybody needs a little bit more pitching, and I know the running uh, the running belief is, oh my gosh, pitching has gotten so much better, but everybody could use a little bit more pitching, right? Yeah, everybody could everybody could use more pitching. It's, it's funny, as good as pitching is today, man, it's better than ever before. Nobody's got enough, right? So um, I, I feel like you, Toronto was a, was a very good catch by you. That's maybe that's your sixth team. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I think uh, I, I think that uh, the pitching is going to dictate a lot of this stuff. And, you know, for the Astros, back to them, I don't know where they stack up with some of these other clubs on the mound. You know, I mean, the White Sox, you know, pretty good rotation. Um, the Red Sox are going to be fine. Razor, Tampa's always good. I mean, Toronto's loaded. Toronto's loaded. Um, you know, oh, the yeah. Mariners are better. Loaded so with a lot of young um, talent, too. Without question. So I, I don't I don't know where that's going to go. But I do think um, I do think those are your clubs out of the, the AL. And then, honestly, man, in, in the six-team – playoff it's a dogfight like you know who knows what happens in one two and, and how the series goes from there so um which pitcher on the Astros staff I got a question from Freddie uh which pitcher from the Astros staff has the most wins I'm gonna go Verlander you know I, I don't know how many guys are gonna get about I think he's got 15 wins in him so I don't know how many Romber, guys are you don't think Romber's got 15 16 somewhere in there but Verlander's gonna get the ball the most you know, provided he stays healthy. And so he has most opportunities to do it. Fromber can get 15 as well, but a lot's got to go right. I mean, if those two guys do it, that's 30 wins between the two of them. Mm -hmm. You know, for that, that means that 60 more wins got to get made up between three guys plus the bullpen. You know, so I, we'll, we'll have to see where that goes. They need him to get 15, but I'm, I'm still going to stay Verlander. And I'm going to say he's a, he's on the staff. Okay. So we did the American. Well, okay. Let's do uh, who comes out of the American League? Early predictions. Who comes out of the National League? American League? Who's your World Series this year? National League, man, you know, Dodgers. Um, Boy, they've had such an amazingly long window. I can't believe – I mean, they're, they've been in it since, what, 2015, 2013, 14? Shoot, they've been in yeah. it a long time. No, for sure. Uh, Dodgers, um, Giants. San Diego's making a heck of a push, so who knows? You might get three out of that division. Uh, the Central is is going to be tough. Cardinals in that in that spot. The Brewers have Brewers. an opportunity. Um, 
you know, and then on the East, you've got, see, the East is a, is a, a little bit of a mess for me because, you know, I think everybody thought the Mets were going to be okay. I still don't think they're going to be that good. They'll be all right. I don't think they're going to be that good. Um, you know, Nationals aren't ready yet again. So, you know, what, you've got the Phillies left. You've got the Marlins, no. Uh, who am I missing in the East? Who am I missing in the East? Uh, Mets, Phillies, Marlins. Shoot, who else are you missing in the East? Well, oh, the Braves. Braves. Oh, Atlanta. Oh, so you got Braves. you got Atlanta, Atlanta, and, Atlanta, and yeah, Atlanta and Philadelphia in the East. And, you know, some combination of that's going to get to your six. Um, I, you know, out of, out of the AL, as far as just, I'll go straight to a World Series because it's too hard to predict that playoff tree with. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's see who wins. Yeah. So, who gets to the World um, Series? You know, it's funny. The team that I think has the best chance to win the World Series right now is one that I forgot to add into the playoffs. And I think the Blue Jays have the best chance to win the World Series. They are absolutely loaded. Wow. They are loaded offensively. They are loaded on the mound. Um, you start breaking the other clubs down, there's holes. I don't know where the te- where the holes are yet in Toronto. It's not not the glaring ones compared to the other right. clubs. Well, if George um, Springer if you, can stay healthy, man, last year he couldn't in the minute. If he could stay healthy, that's huge. Oh, boy. Um, in the National League, I'm still going to pick the Dodgers or the Braves. And I'm going to say those two are still the class of the league and everybody else is still playing catch-up. Um for right now, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. And I'm going to say Dodgers and Blue Jays, and that's your wow. World Series. Um, you know, in the post in, in in October, I I hope I'm wrong. I hope Houston's in it. I, I really do. Um, you know, because it's a lot of fun to go do those things. But um, right now, if I'm looking at the clubs today, I think Toronto and, and the Dodgers are your World Series. All right, Jeremy. Thank you as always. Anything else you want to say to the uh, fine folks in? Uh... Social media land? No, no. It's uh, it was a lot, always a lot of fun to do this with you and to be on. And you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll see you Sunday. And looking forward to next week and the home opener. All so, right, man. Thanks, dude. Right, Appreciate guys. it. All right, buddy. I'll see you. All right, man. Bye. Thank you, Jeremy, for uh, stopping by. Can't wait to see him at the ballpark on April 18th uh, when the Astros open up their home schedule. Again, a little delayed, but finally getting here. So we're all going to be out there. Myself, Jeremy, uh, Jason Bristol, Mike Orta, our photographer, Matt Muse. We're all going to be out there covering the Astros home opener. And uh, we'll see what this team has to offer this year. They're good on paper. But as I did mention to Jeremy, uh, this thing has to break at some point. These players, some of them, key players, are getting older. They've had some injury issues. So the dam's going to break at some point. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but is it a year of transition like he said? I'm not sure. I think they're still good enough to win the division. That pitching is going to be a question mark, especially in the bullpen. Um, I think I think I'm picking them to win the division for sure, like I said in the conversation. I can't pick anybody else to dethrone them until I see it with my own eyes because they've been so dominant in this division for so long. And uh, Seattle just can't seem to beat the Astros, especially over the last couple of years. So they have to get over that hump, too. I think the Mariners are their toughest competition, but every game is going to be a fight, a lot more so than it was the last couple of seasons. Okay, see you guys at the ballpark, and I will be uh, joining you guys here on the podcast for my 100th episode coming up. Who knows what I'll have? Maybe a big surprise. We'll see what happens. Thanks for listening. Take care, and I'll see you down the road.